Welcome to the Audacious Intent Podcast with Imani Harris. This podcast is for the visionary woman who is ready to create the flexibility and freedom they desire by standing boldly in their authority. I can't wait to share tips and inspiration to keep you pressing forward in your journey so you can continue to shine as the queen that you are. All right, queen. Let's dive on into today's topic. All right. Thank you so much for joining this week's episode. Oh, guys, I'm just so excited. If you guys have not been following me this year and this um, season, I have now been having guests and I'm just having an awesome time sharing the stage with other people who are bringing all types of different, you know, nuances, expertise, vantage points, and it's just really refreshing because now you don't have to always listen to me. I do appreciate that you listen to me, but it's always great to have a different vantage point. So I have a wonderful special guest, Miss Erica Gardinal. So if you could go ahead and introduce yourself and just tell us in the audience who you are and what you do. Hi everyone, I'm uh, Erica Gardinal, um, Italian, but I, I, you know, uh, you can tell from uh, from my accent, I guess. So I'm a career and uh, life coach, and I focus on helping women uh, who are stuck in their career. They want to progress. They want to change their job, but they don't actually know what they want to do. They don't know their talents. All they know is that that doesn't resonate with them anymore. So I help them. Uh, through the process of looking at their talents, their strengths, uh, their motivations, their values, and many more things. And from discovering all of that, then it will be much clearer where you're headed, where you want to go, what your purpose is in life and your next job. So that's what I do. That is awesome because especially now as we are slowly coming out of you know the height of the pandemic, there's so many people who are doing career shifts, career pivots, career changes. And I think it's great to have some guidance and a fresh perspective because when you're dealing with, okay, do you want to go back in the office? You've been working from home. Maybe you've looked at something else and now that piques your interest. I think it's great to have a sounding board in a sense to be able to spout those ideas off of and to really give them some guidance. So what, how was it that you got to the point that you wanted to do career coaching? What was that why and pivotal moment for you? Because that's also where I was. Um, was it a year ago? A bit more, let's say a year and a half ago. It's when I'm like, okay, I want to leave the corporate world, but then, then what? What am I going to do? Uh, and I started digging very deep within myself, uh, what is it that I want? What, because I'm like, it's not like I have a, a specific talent. I can't sing, I can't dance, uh, I can't paint, I can't draw. <laughs> so I'm like, what is it? So I went on this journey for months and months trying to basically find myself. And uh, I want to help women to, you know, reach also the same point where like, yeah, I know what I want to do and I want to be happy when I'm working because we are spending at the very least eight hours in a day. So 30% of our adult life, it's spent basically working. 
at least 33%. And we really need to enjoy that time because then another 33%, we are sleeping more or less. So we really need to be able to enjoy everything that we are doing. And also what I ask my client is like, when you're going to be 80, what do you want to be remembered for? What, what do you want to leave as a sign, you know, in this world? And that's when people start thinking, oh, okay, yeah, that's a different perspective. And what, because usually it's like about the money, which I understand it's very important because we all need to put food on the table, being able to pay rent or mortgage and everything. So of course, the basics, they need to be covered. But what I found is that even though 20 years ago, I thought money brings happiness, it does not, not a single tiny bit. It can help you. Uh, in the sense that uh, what I was doing, I was basically buying things just to fulfill the void that I had inside me. And I kept on buying and buying because I was just not happy with my job, which was a job that I just, you know, dreamed of before, but I was just a different person. So that didn't resonate with me anymore. And um, yeah, basically... The important thing and the, the reason why I'm doing this because I want to bring this joy and this um, fulfillment in other women's life. I love that because so often we start something and we're like, oh, yes, I love it. You know, I really want to do this. You're going into the work every day. You're clocking in. You're passionate. And then somewhere along the journey, as you continue to stay in that same position, especially and you haven't promoted or you haven't moved to a different department, you start to question again, why am I doing this? Why am I here I noticed people too start to get more irritated <laughs> and they get more short because they've lost that passion, that original zest that they had when they first started the job. What is some advice that you give your clients in, in regards to that transition from being passionate to losing some of that passion and spark and how to reignite it again? So it's about understanding what is it that sparks joy? within if you don't want to change career and you have to keep that job it's about okay what is it that I actually enjoy doing in my eight hours in my week and trying to focus on that and I would say have a conversation with your manager and say okay this is where I'm good at uh, that's what I really enjoyed how can I incorporate that more into my day-to-day -day? so work with them to be happier because also a happier employee is a more you know productive employee at the end of the day so that's what I would say oh yeah that's definitely true and I know there's been a shift in corporate where they kind of have lost sight in a sense of making sure that their employees are happy it's now that employees are feeling like they're just a number or they're a cog on the wheel of just getting the work done, but they're not seen anymore as an individual person. So for someone who's kind of in that type of situation, what would you suggest for them to do to get back to feeling like they are valued and they are doing great for that particular company or industry? So what I would do, it's... Um 
see what you can control. Start from what you can control because what you can't control is just going to frustrate you even more. So connect more with the people that you like at work. So let's say, you know, you might not be going to the office every day like you used to. You can still connect on um, on like the corporate chat. You can create like, a, let's say, a water cooler channel and have it just for that. But just make sure that it stays positive because, you know, we it could just be full of complaining of why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? So, you know, just make sure that you're talking about the positive things happening within your day. Um, then another thing, yes, like I said, incorporate, try to bring out your passion. Like, I don't know, for instance, are you something, someone, sorry, very empathetic and you're working with clients? Try to understand it could be very frustrating because I was working with clients before so I know that you know it's a challenge Um, but try to be empathetic with them bring this out if you have it if it's a strong point of view and it will just pay off from a client perspective the feedback that you're going to receive and many more things and yes I have that talk with um, with your manager and then what else um that you can do yeah learn to say no i think that's a big one have boundaries and uh yeah learn to say no to your boss to your manager also there is a big misconception that people think that well my manager is my manager so they know what i'm doing you know they know my workload they don't i can tell you i was a manager and you have an idea of the workload overall but within a specific, let's say, period of time or a week, you might not know. So you just, you know, you have, there's a project and you're like, okay, this person is right for, for that project. And you're like, oh, by the way, you know, these, these might be great for you. Would you, you want to do it? So, and you might just be at capacity. Just learn to say no. Sorry, I'm at capacity now. You can say, um, this is what I need to do. These are my priorities at the moment. Let me know if I need to shift some of them to do this. So then I can deprioritize something else. So have that conversation. Don't be afraid. Um, because most of the time, it's just coming from a very good place of knowing that you are the right person for the job and you can do it very well. So that's what um, I would say. And if you can have that honest conversation also with your with your manager, that would be that would be very good about you know this is how I'm feeling now. I've lost that sparkle that I had when I joined, but I really want to bring it back. You brought up a very key point, and that's communication. I think so often that breakdown of communication is there. And on top of, we also don't always look at our upper management as people too and vice versa, because we're all dealing with so many things and so many nuances and so many distractions and issues that we forget to put it back to a human level, that we are human. We are having our daily struggles. We are dealing with stuff outside of these walls. Even if you are working from home, there's a different perspective and parameter you're dealing with versus when you're actually working. And so having that communication is key, especially knowing that there's open communication. 
you know, through your higher ups. For that, it kind of reminds me now of, do you feel that a lot of times their communication is due to some fears that that individual might have? Oh, definitely. It's, uh, then it depends also on your manager and the way they communicate with you. But there's, uh, from what I've seen, a lot of fear about being judged and having a repercussion when it comes to promotions, uh, yearly evaluations, and these type of things. So I understand why people, they, they are not very uh, comfortable with having an honest conversation because I know that sometimes, depending on your manager, it could fire back. So um, I don't want to deny that, you know, just go to your manager, but try to evaluate what type of manager you have. And um, if it's not, if they're not the type of manager that you can have an honest conversation with, try to speak with HR, probably without bringing up the topic that your manager, you know, is not the most empathetic person, but just say, you know, I want to... I want to progress. I want to bring back the sparkle. And what is it? How can we work together so that, you know, I can go back at that level? But for sure, there is uh, fears. And it's also uh, uh, the way you communicate it. Because there's different way to say the same thing. And of course, in corporate, we always have to be quite, uh, quite diplomatic. So if you just, the moment they see, you know, I just want to do more. I just want to contribute more, but I cannot see how I can do it. I'm sure any HR or even manager, you know, would be happy um, to work with you to build that. And one more thing, actually, that I'm thinking about to actually fall back in love with your job is start counting your blessings at work at the end of every day think about what was good and don't aim at I don't know I got a pay rise or um, I hit my target or look at the small things because also with the like the the pandemic with the COVID we have realized how air as simple as it is how air and oxygen it's important because walking down the street with the mask it's very annoying but before we we had that like you weren't even thinking if you were you know listing all your blessings this was not in the list most likely because we were just you know exactly (laughs) it was just a given so this year has taught us that you know count your blessings all of them it could just be a small chat with your colleague the moment we focus on the positive and we look back at what happened during the day and at all the good things that our job is is giving us we train our brain and our neurons um, to look for more positive the more you focus on the negative the more we are strengthening the neural pathways to look for more negative things. So that's very important. And it applies to so many areas in our lives. Absolutely. I think that is so key that we have to be very mindful of how we're speaking either life or death to ourselves and the power of our own words. And I think also too, it's the power of our routines. 
because a lot of times we are like flying by the seat of our pants, you know, in traffic to get to work or we're trying to get all the, all the kids and everyone situated in the house to have that quiet time to log into our jobs. And if we're not intentional to create that atmosphere and space for us to have grace and gratitude, I think it makes it for a harder time. So kind of talk about how important the routines are outside of your work makes it easier for you to enjoy work. Oh, yes. So have a positive routine. So at the end of every day, it's been a couple of years now that I always, when I'm in bed, I always look back at my entire day and I start at least identifying three good things that happened today. And some days it could just be, I woke up, I had the meal or two, you know, I, I had food on my table and I have a roof on my, to- on, on my head. Sometimes it could just be that, but it's very important to recognize how good that is and not taking it for granted. So build good habits uh, around, of course, nutrition, exercising, anything that, you know, is going to give you energy and anything that is taking care of your mind, body, and soul, then it can look very different for all of us. Some people maybe like praying, some others, they like meditating. Some of them, some people might just like yoga. Uh, Find the way uh, that works for you and incorporate that in your day-to-day. But being grateful, it's, uh, it's like a key that unlocks so much happiness within you because I know it's an inside job I've never understood that before but in the past couple of years I really understood that I can control that to a certain extent for sure and there's still so many things to be grateful in life even when you know you might um, I don't know divorce break up lose your job there is still a lot to be grateful for like you were saying before we connected that there's somebody out there wishing that, you know, uh, they had your life. Ooh, yeah, that is so powerful to really keep things in perspective and to not discount the little things. I think so often we wait until we achieve, you know, the quote unquote big win and then we celebrate, but then we get weary in the well-doing along the process because we feel it's not coming fast enough or someone else is moving faster than we are, or maybe I'm just not getting it. So I think it's very important to always implement gratitude as well as extending grace to yourself and not just everyone else. So of course, now this brings me to mind looking at it from the other side. How would someone still have gratitude and grace if they're in a toxic environment at work or they're dealing with a difficult boss? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, (laughs) But so think about everything else uh, that's good in your job. And uh, when you have a toxic boss, I know it's very hard uh, to manage the situation. And sometimes you can leave your job and find another one. Sometimes for whatever reason, you're just stuck there. So my advice is to basically um, try to communicate with other people 
because of course at work you need to communicate, but avoid communication with uh, with your boss if he's toxic to that level. Because if they cannot bring in any positivity and that's impacting on you, we, I mean, we need to be honest that not all bo- bosses are, you know, good. Uh, there are some very um, challenging ones, let's say. Um, and you just, you know, they just drain you and you feel like you, you're just not good enough. So try to, I know earlier I was saying communication is key, but I know sometimes with some people, like let's say you, have, if you have a narcissistic boss, avoid communication. Just stay in your lane as much as you can and try to maybe liaise with other people within the company um, to bring out your talents and to to have a bridge so maybe you can be transferred at some point to a different department. So networking within the organization is also very important so that if your boss, let's say, if it doesn't work for you, you can at some point move into a different direction and think about what direction do I want to be going towards and build the relationship with this, with that manager or, or with the people that works in that department and then work your way up. Try to collaborate with them as much as you can so then one day there could be a door opening for you because networking and you know, meeting people, knowing people, it's key. 80% of jobs get fulfilled through networking. It's a lot. Wow. Yeah, that was a mouthful right there. And I just know the power of how a toxic environment or toxic, you know, boss can really bring a, a, a damper to your already positive outlook. So I think it's key what you said in trying to make sure that you either liaison with other departments, you're communicating with maybe advocates that can maybe speak on your behalf for you in your department so that you don't feel like it's just you against the whole company. And I think also another key point that you point out of that is know the chain of command. Sometimes we feel like there's no one else but the, you know, our bo- immediate boss to speak to, but they have someone that they answer to as well. So it's very key to have that open line of communication with HR because they can tell you what the steps of the grievance process is so that you're making sure you're hitting all the right steps because that ends up working in your favor where you're making sure you're dotting your I's and crossing your T's when it comes to that type of situation. So I would love for you to give one parting advice for someone who's maybe struggling right now with where they are in their career and their position. What is one key takeaway you would like for them to know? Sorry, I hope you haven't heard that. And there's a baby in the house. Um, Anyway, so my, I think my top advice is networking. It's something that, especially for introverts, it's like, oh, well, I don't need it. And I'm an introvert, so I know the struggles. I know (laughs) the struggles. But I think networking, build your network on LinkedIn, within the company, outside the company. These will be key 
for you to get that freedom one day. So networking, start talking to people on LinkedIn. Um, so in real life, in virtual life, that's uh, key. And for internet, I think LinkedIn, it's a good platform because you don't have that face-to-face -face that can drain us quite a lot. But, you know, it's at your pace. You can message, you can leave a comment. Um, and people, they love it because, you know, every time that for any social media, we receive a like or a comment, there's dopamine rushing through our brain and we are happy. So that's, you know, for sure the receiver is happy to hear from you. So that's my advice. Build your network. That will be essential. I love that. And I know even with that key takeaway too in building your network, also nurture that network. I think we started, but then we get lost in the sauce along the way of really following up and being authentic and genuine in those connections, you know, because no one wants to be sold to. So in that first connection, you don't want someone coming in your inbox saying, hey, I got this great program. You know, it's the same way in reverse. Someone else wouldn't want to hear from you in regards to what your product or your service could be, but really that you genuinely want to connect with them and see how you can serve one another and then let it genuinely and naturally progress from there. Yes, very, very good point because when we communicate, it has to be about them and not you you need to bring something to their table, which could be just a like, like, I don't know, great point as a comment in a post on LinkedIn, but yeah, make it about them. We are selfish creatures. Nothing we can do about it. <laughs> yes, we are naturally selfish, but through time and continual inner work, as we talked about before we came on, that helps us to not be as selfish. Oh, for because sure. Now we're focusing on how can I be of impact and service to someone else while also ensuring that I am okay at the same time? Wow. For sure. This has been a great conversation. And before we end this episode, Erica, please tell everyone how they can get connected with you. So you can connect with me through Instagram. It's at, at Erica Gardenal or uh, through my website, which is www.ericagardenal.com. Uh, Erica is with K. <laughs> I know I have to say because, you know, it, it could be a different version. It could be with a C. So it's uh, www.ericagardenal.com. And for the English speakers, Gardenal is like garden and A-L at the end just wanted to make the point because otherwise I know with my pronunciation of my surname uh, English speakers would uh, would struggle normally that's normal thank you yes. so much for having me it yes. was a great great pleasure to be with you and have this conversation well thank you Erica for taking the time out of your schedule to come and share your wisdom, share your insight and share your knowledge with the audience and I'm sure that they are benefiting from it. They should have some key takeaways and ahas from it and it's just great to bring different perspectives because there's all different things that are happening in our life just not one in one area or one quadrant 
but to really have that integrative approach of every aspect of our lives. So it has been a plum pleasing pleasure to have you on the podcast this week. Guys, please feel free to reach out to myself or Erica with any ideas, any questions or concerns you have. I hope that this resonated with you in some way and really gives you the hope and inspiration that you're looking for. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode and may you continue to soar and shine in everything that you do. This has been the Audacious Intent Podcast with Imani Harris. Thank you so much for joining. I hope that what you heard today was helpful to you. If you have feedback on today's episode, feel free to message hello at audaciouslymade.com. I'd love to hear from you. Be sure to join me again next time for another episode of education and empowerment to stand boldly in your life and business. Thanks for listening and continue to shine in everything you do.